0: It's Amina's House Podcast, episode 158. Welcome, Amina Say What?
1: I'm Shayna B. Sherlock Homeboy, a.k.a. Garnett Briscoe. Dexter
2: Stucky, a.k.a. Dexter One.
0: Okay, look how fast we got through that, yes!
2: <laughs> See, we got through it fast, but I really want to comment on Shayna's hair because I love it, and I also want to say happy birthday to Garnett, but I got that out the um, way thank now. You, thank
0: you,
1: thank you, Dex, I appreciate that.
0: Well, I was going to get to that. Happy birthday, Pooh.
1: <laughs> hey, Pooh. Thank you, thank you. All.
0: How appreciate was your birthday?
1: Uh, it was amazing. I really didn't do too much. Uh, went out to eat, kicked it with some friends, came home, ate some cake, got drunk, went to sleep. <laughs>
0: Did you get birthday sex?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, man. I, 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 it seems like I never get sex when I'm supposed to. <laughs> like, ever. Like, birthday not like sex.
0: Not on Valentine's Day? Like, never.
1: Valentine's Day, birthday sex, like... Um, hey, I end up getting her, like the next day. <laughs> Never that day though.
0: But you have a girlfriend. Yeah, I know. Isn't that kind of her job on well, your birthday? I mean, well, no, she could be dealing with
2: some true. issues too.
0: I don't
1: think that's anybody's job, um, <laughs> as, as as far as that. I mean, it's my decision to do it that day too, as well. Right? Okay. Like,
3: yes, it's your body. You do what you want. You
1: no, know, and, and 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 I'm not saying you know, but. I was pretty messed up. I knew I was, you know, going to be out of commission. So it, it was just one of those nights.
0: Oh, it was those, I got drunk and okay. Yeah, all right.
1: Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's like those instances all over. Or Every time, you know, I'm supposed to do it, it just, that happens.
0: That's like a topic. Is your spouse obligated? Like, is that, I feel like that's kind of, like that's written. Like when it's your birthday, Valentine's Day, like these are the times when it's like, you should know already. Like you, no,
2: you can say that Garnett and I not have the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say
3: it.
0: <laughs> nah, I mean, hello. These are these. It's a celebration. Like I, I almost as a woman expect. Okay, it's his birthday, or oh, or as even See, you know, okay, when, Valentine's Day. That's did how you like you like you it
2: lazy. It sounds like a fit like a hair come <laughs>
3: exactly. on. I did say it like exactly. that mean.
1: Exactly. Like, let like, me go and give him something.
0: It's his birthday. Right? Like you got to pull out a couple fine. I'll do that thing that you like that I hate doing, but I'll do it because it's your birthday. Like that's one of those days. No?
1: Yeah, but expected sex ain't always the best sex. Like you're gonna be expecting it. I
0: mean, it's not like nine o'clock on my birthday night, but it's like at some point, you know. It. I don't. I, I. That's just me. Like, I just feel like I. I had to condition myself to understand that there's certain days where, okay, I gotta be ready for this. You know, like you can't wear the ugly panties. Like you gotta wear the nice ones because you know, you know, some, some things right. may happen. Right. <laughs>
3: No? Shayna, how do you feel? I was gonna say, well, that's just on sort a of normal any day that you are about to meet up with somebody. You're like, oh wait right no what am I doing today? Can't wear those panties No, can't wear those. Just right. <laughs> no, <not> case. <laughs> right. Again, stay ready and gotta get ready in the words of AI. Just in case I need that on good panties on.
0: Sometimes I gotta get ready, Shayna. <laughs> ready for that. Like, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not wearing a thong every day of my life. Like, there's no way, you know. This like, is
3: true. This is true. I have to be selective.
0: True. I have to think. Okay, let me let me go to the thong draw and like right. pick one I'm out. Not
3: 19. And Cisco thong song is not <laughs> out anymore. Those joints hurt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, uh, so let's get into what's in our feed because there's been a lot going on. So, uh, for people who listen every week, um, I'm sorry we were not on last week, but this little thing called the election. Um, we were waiting for it to wrap up and it took five days, <laughs> <laughs> which I, and listen, I knew going into it that we weren't going to know the winner that night. And right. we talked about it on the pod. I was talking about it on air just because I knew that there were going to be more mail-in ballots. And I knew the laws going into election night. I mean, everybody doesn't know the laws, but I have a dual major in, and one of them's in political science. So I knew the, lo- the laws when it came to certain states where they can't start counting early ballots until the day of election. But I didn't think it was going to be five days. I thought maybe one or two days, maybe three, the max. But when it got to five, I'm like, what? So we, I was literally telling all of all, all of y'all, like, look, the day after the election, we were yeah. the pod. I didn't think it was going to be Saturday. <laughs> but Saturday, I was like, whatever. We'll just wait till our normal day when we do yeah. it. So uh, a lot has happened. I just want you guys to kind of just give you an open forum to just talk about whatever you want, you know?
3: But I will say I agree with you. I definitely knew it was not going to be one day. But I was not, even though, again, I heard on Monday, specifically with Pennsylvania, my state, that because of the number of mail-in ballots, they said Monday night, before Tuesday, the polls open, it will probably take them until at least Friday to count it. But in my mind, I was, it is not going to take till Friday. It, and part of it is, I probably didn't think the margins would be so close. So even though I knew that they were going to be counting, I just thought, like, we would have more wider margins, so that wouldn't necessarily matter. But I was like addicted, like the whole world to CNN and yes. all the news channels every five seconds. I'm just happy that it's somewhat over. We know there's other things going on. It's over for us. Right. But for some people, let me just say that. For some people, they don't know how to gracefully bow out. So it's over for us. It's over probably even primarily legally. But unfortunately, the saga is continuing for a portion of our country and governments that would like to drag this out even further. But we all know who wants,
2: so. I think to this to point, like that's the thing that like sticks out to me the most is that like, it's like somewhat over. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, granted i'm very new to this like this is like i'm like in election years i'm a baby like this is my third presidential
0: third,
2: yeah third, presidential election yeah. that i was able to vote in so it was just like i'm still learning a lot of things like with the mail-in ballots i've always known what a mail-in ballot was but like i didn't know that you had to wait until the day of to start counting them but then i'm like that doesn't make any sense. Why would they wait till the day of? But I'm like, wait, because they they always do mail-in ballots. It's just that this year, because of Corona, they there were more. So you kind of would assume that they would like in the rules a little bit. Maybe can we count a couple, like uh-huh. a couple of days before, whatever, a month before. But overall, I think it, it, it's, it's it's fascinating. Like just to see like so many people get involved in like politics and learn so much about it. Public figures, like your friends, everything like that. My issue though, comes in with people who did not vote and people who are, like, actively being, like, Trump supporters now still. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have an issue with you supporting who you want to support. But there are two things that I have an issue with. One, you turning Donald Trump, being a MAGA supporter, into your identity like you hmm. like could you imagine a person still running around here saying i supported al gore and it's like that's great who <laughs> <laughs> supported donald cool. trump and they think that they're supposed to keep that flag in their lawn like that's silly like that's stupid to keep that stuff up there like you it's done it's over with like we're gonna move on to the next thing. like like people say like we love Obama, but nobody has an Obama flag in there. right, in, right. And We're not doing that. We've moved on from it. Those people and then the people who didn't vote and they're sending and sharing the memes. If you didn't vote, you can't share a meme with me. like that you're you're <laughs> from that. like you can't do that. You can't talk to us about this stuff. but besides that like I'm I'm fascinated with it. I' I think it's cool. I like it. I'm happy.
1: I am just happy. It's over.
3: Yes.
1: Watch all. we clap it over that? Yeah, it's it up. almost over. No, that was like, I never seen CNN so much in my damn life. Hello. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of coverage. Um, I just think now we got to deal with a bunch of sore losers in a sense. Like you said, Dex, like it's a lot of people out here that's wearing that like on their back, like a Jersey that's just wearing that. Um, actually, uh. I stopped past my friend's house this weekend and one of his other friends stopped past and he walks in, mind you, it's a house full of black people, not to say that all black people, you know, go against Trump, but he walks in and just starts talking about Trump. It's it's the same day that we just found out Biden got elected. It's like people was giving him energy back. That's, that wasn't good. And I'm just like, why would you even do that? Why are you putting yourself in a situation? You're walking in here with a bunch of strangers. You may know one or two people here. But other than that, you put yourself in harm's way. And he wasn't saying anything bad. But it's like, why did you come here with that salty, sulking attitude to even, you know, bring that up and ignite that? So I think that's, you know, the bad part about it. Also, the good part about it is we do see people for who they are now. Yeah, you know, like it's, mm. it's out there. It's plain. the fact that they are, you know, you know, still championing him. Just let you know. Okay, well, you know, th- this person uh, aligns with these thoughts, so to speak. So, um, I'm happy that's over. Uh, yeah. So, I-, I-, I hope Biden can do a good job. Um, and that's in what January, right? January twentieth. Yeah. Uh, January January, so.
0: See, I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, I was like everybody where I was watching CNN. It literally was on when I was going to bed. I would wake up every two hours, look at the numbers, go back to bed. I just felt like a crackhead, like a (laughs) CNN crackhead. And I wasn't getting no sleep. And I don't know why I was so invested in this. It was like, it was, and they kept saying the same stuff. And I'm like, why do I keep watching this? They saying the same stuff. They doing math on TV. They writing down projections. Well, if he get this state, he'll get this state. If this state come in at 8 o'clock, he not going to need that state. And I'm sitting there doing math. Like, okay, if he get Vermont and Maine, then he won't really need Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm, I'm adding up electoral college votes. Like, I don't know what came over me and, like, Granted, I have an interest in this because I have a whole major that I've never exercised in my Mm -hmm. life, right? So I clearly had an interest in this, but I don't understand where this obsession came from. And I kind of felt like a little crazy, but then I started seeing everybody else was just as obsessed. And I was like, okay, this ain't just me. But I really just love how this really mobilized our communities to be so invested in the process. And I want it to trickle down into more than just a presidential election and people being invested in their communities and who runs their communities and who are making the laws and just even knowing the laws there's so much misinformation out there like i had to do an instagram live with the city commissioner in philly because there was so much ignorance like i was seeing somebody saying like oh how they still taking votes in pennsylvania after election day (laughs) that was not (laughs) happening they weren't taking new votes They're counting votes that are postmarked November 3rd. Because of the influx, the courts granted them the permission to get ballots two to three days after the 3rd. It doesn't mean someone sent it on the 4th, on the 5th. It means someone sent it on the 3rd and the mailbox, I mean, the uh, USPS just hasn't delivered it yet because they're overwhelmed with ballots that were sent on the 3rd.
3: Hold on. Are they overwhelmed? Because remember, the postmaster was working with our now president and they were creating some. So some of that I felt like was delayed on purpose. Some of it, I guess, of course, if you put it in the that day, it's going to come the next day. But some of it was delayed a little bit on purpose. I ain't trying to hear it. Right. So
0: it was more so like that. like that was the annoying part about could imagine,
3: it. could
2: you imagine delaying mail on purpose and then still losing because <laughs> of the ones that were delivered that? That's, like <laughs> like bro,
0: right. Like that means that many people came out and voted. It's so crazy because he was like, all these dead people are voting. And I just saw this article to say that said no dead people
3: voted. It was like two states that like, say, I say, you know, I sent my mail-in ballot on October 30th and then I passed. And they were trying to argue again. It was like maybe under 20 votes in the million of votes. And they were trying to argue, like, oh, those shouldn't count because they're dead. But like, yeah, but I knew they I were alive when honest. they cast the vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, bruh, you don't need
0: to be talking about dead people because you sent stimulus checks to dead people. (laughs) People didn't mean it. You you sent checks out without validating addresses and now you want to validate addresses of all these people that are voting. Like, you have no legs to stand on, sir.
2: But also, I think he should know. Like when he when when the, uh, the uh, results came out, he was he went golfing. But you should know that something's not right when these results came out, and like people across the country, actually people across the world, stepped out of their homes to celebrate okay. that you <laughs> lost. They yeah. weren't just celebrating Joe and Kamala; they were celebrating the fact that you lost. You're no longer the president. For me personally, whether no matter how hard I am, I'm stepping back. I'm done. I'm not going to argue right. with you because clearly you don't want me here.
3: Well, here's right. like thing. why do you want this job still? Like I, I'm confused. Like, clearly, <laughs> a- when we look at the numbers now and that those mail in ballots are counted, I still did think the margins would be larger. But again, like when we look at the numbers now, clearly you lost your job, dude. You lost it. It's okay.
0: Well, that's one thing I wanted to say. I was just so disappointed in how close this was to begin with. And I think the disappointment just really came from this man's a racist. <laughs> like, we've yep. all heard him say racist things, and I just cannot understand people who make excuses and still vote for him. Like, you really think racism is something you can overlook? Well, OK, he did this to the economy, or he did this right, and you just going to overlook racism? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that
1: was- that was a lot of the conversation this weekend where, you know, out of, out of everything, you know, he kept talking business, business, business. And the people there is like, Hey, well, what about this? And then, you know, they usually stop when you start, you know, questioning morals. Uh, I think the quote of the weekend during that day was a uh, morally bankrupt. That's what he called people you know, that, that, yeah. that support him. So.
0: Yeah. But I didn't realize there were that many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I think took me back. Like, really all 70 million y'all think racism is okay 70 million
2: I think that was my issue on Tuesday night. That's why I'm happy we didn't do a show because I don't know if I would have been able to make it (laughs) through it. Because on Tuesday night at one point, like it was a lot of red, like, you know what I mean? Like overall, like there's a lot of red on that map. And I was looking at it and it's not just a Republican versus a Democrat. If that's what it was, it's like, okay, that's fine. But it's Donald Trump and it's the racism that really like bothers me. And it's just like, these are places that if I went to, I wouldn't be welcome there. And Mm -hmm. one of those places is Mississippi where, a majority of my family lives. Like I have a large amount of family in Mississippi and you guys don't care, not my family, but the people that live there right. don't care about racism. Like as a black man, like that's that's problematic. Like that makes me feel uncomfortable in the country that we're supposed to support and love and stuff. And then if you think about it, there's people who go into the military. I have cousins in the military from Mississippi and it's like, you're fighting for a country that clearly doesn't care anything about you. That's why like Tuesday, I was like, let me just go take a shower, drink a thicker. I drank liquor in the, in the bathtub. I, it was bad. <laughs> it's just like. You had a moment. You had a, you took
0: a bath
2: and. and I was, was drinking. Yes, it, was, it was so bad on Tuesday. So Saturday, seeing that it, like turnaround like that was just like, uh, like a, a sigh of relief. And like you said, I mean, it, it is still problematic because like, you see that map is still there. You see there's areas that you're not welcome in. But overall, I think the country stood up for what's right. Barely. Barely. Like,
0: <laughs> barely. That's really the troubling thing. And look, I'm, let me be clear. I'm Spanish. I don't know, uh, someone said something about a white girl. I ain't white, okay?
2: Are you white? Let, Who called a white girl? <laughs> girl?
0: Somebody said that you the token white girl in response uh, to something like our pod or something. And I was like, what? I'm Spanish. Girl? Like, wow. what are you talking about? mean,
1: I
2: heard that you guys were the real heroines in this.
0: Well... <laughs> Th- that's where I was going with this. So my disappointment really came with the people in my community that voted for this man that and I just do- I do not understand how a Spanish person can vote for a man that puts Spanish kids into cages. And I that really broke my heart because I don't care if you're legal or illegal. If you are Spanish, you know at least one or two people that are that are illegal and please don't tell me no okay at least one or two they might be in your family maybe they're in someone else's family and if you don't you need to meet more Spanish people and you need more more people like you around and I'm not saying every Spanish person is illegal what I'm saying is none of us are from here None of us. Oh. We all came here, whether you came 25 years ago and your whole family is a United States citizen or you came here five months ago. Yes. you, We, I, all of us know someone who is illegal. And for you to vote, not illegal, an immigrant. And for you to vote for a man that treats immigrants the way that he's treated them, dreamers who were born here and the, he's sending them back just because their parents were illegal, I think I don't understand it. To me, it's almost like self hate. Yeah. Like, how could you vote for this man? He put people like, look like you kids that look like your kids in cages. That was like,
3: to me. Yeah, to see those numbers of, you know, how many, um, you know, Latinos and Spanish Americans voted for him, it was outstanding. But there was actually, it wasn't a large number, but there was an increase in the number of black men that voted for him, which was, a little surprising to me as well like wow okay like i don't understand how that can go up it should be going down uh, but the fact that like in both of those not it just went up and to see the numbers it was like whoa
0: didn't i say that in the last pod though i read an article
2: i thought about that, said that, yeah. that
0: this the black man was going to be the deciding factor and it's crazy because when i was posting all my stuff there was a lot of black men hating, and literally like my response to them was Picture that, you're a black man supporting a racist.
3: Right. I have a neighbor. I have a neighbor who supported him and said, because, you know, I've been working and my friends have been working, um, you know, since his presidency. And I was not trying to be rude. I'm like, dude, you're a mechanic. No shade. (gasps) And it's not like you work at like a Ford plant or something that he brought back into America business. You work at a business that's been established in yeah. Philadelphia for over thirty years, yeah. you can't sit here and tell me that that is a direct result of his presidency. Again, if you were telling me, oh well, he was able to bring in a Ford plant to Philadelphia, then that might be different. Like that might be different of bringing jobs back into the country. But I'm like, that was a job that was already here. You just happened to get it, and I don't see how the two equate.
1: Yeah. Now I've listen. I've watched a lot of people in the last four years turn into like business wizards when you speak to them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly because they they kind of like look and lean for that excuse i get it because you want to be the provider you want to do this you want to do that but like you said shana like that what he's doing isn't even affecting your job like at all like that has nothing to do with what you got going on but yet you know you like to have these conversations and feel like you're in and wanting to get tax breaks it's like the tax breaks aren't for you. Right. <laughs> like, you don't make enough to get a break. Right. You, know? like, you, you just don't. Right. So, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just wanted to, you know, piggyback off what Shana said.
0: Yeah, but I think what we're seeing is the 50-cent Lil Wayne ice cube effect. Mm. You know? And then what we're, we were, all, what we're also seeing is people keep talking about the crime bill in 94 that Joe Biden, you know, signed <laughs> off on. like. I You know, when, and here's the thing. I'm not making excuses, but sometimes when you put a bill into effect, you have to collaborate with other people, Republicans, other people, to put a bill and pass it, right? I'm pretty sure when they passed this bill, it wasn't like, well, we want to, well, I don't know. But i would like to think how about that i'll say optimistically speaking i don't think people pass a bill with the intention of saying oh this is going to be the cause and effect we want to put all these people in jail you know we're going to pass this bill to do that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i think sometimes people don't think things all the way through and they pass certain bills and then when you see the uh, long-term effects of the bill then you start like, oh, okay, this was a bad thing. (laughs) You know, like, it's kind of like, you know, Obamacare. When you're not that Obamacare is bad, because I have insurance through the marketplace. But there are things that need improvement with Obamacare. You know, I'm sure when they were going to the table and trying to pass Obamacare, they wasn't like, oh, we want prescription meds to skyrocket. They wasn't thinking about that. They thinking about, oh, we want to provide free, health, um, affordable right. health care for all Americans. But obviously, there's always a cause and effect. Right. So and the people harp on that, the fact that Joe Biden was a part of that bill.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like that, like every presidency, going back to what you were saying, it's always a bill that you can go back on 20 years later and be like, hmm, you messed up. Right. You said you 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 can't even see, the fa- see that far to know the effects of what's going to happen,
3: so but i was going to say and nobody can go back and look at trump's political history as they did ken kamala joe because he never served in public office so it's like it's easy you you can look at his businesses which people don't really care about the fact that he filed bankruptcy more than almost any other american but people can't look at anything that he's done that's affected us because he never held a public office Yeah. yeah
1: And speaking to that bankruptcy, that's what the people be talking about. They <laughs> think they think because they know what bankruptcy is that they just know everything about business.
2: Plus, like at the end of the day, um, that crime bill that Joe Biden was was a part of, he now he now has the opportunity to fix it. That's one thing, right. and then two. It, like Mina said, it's not a situation where like Joe Biden had the power to be like, this is going to be the crime bill. We're putting it out like that. People voted for that. And yeah. it wasn't just white people. It was black people. And like, if you think about how things are going right now, if they came out with another crime bill, do you think they're black people who live in inner cities who are consistently seeing crime happen in their neighborhood? Do you think they'll be like, no, don't do nothing. Don't do nothing at all. <laughs> they're going to want you to do something. They just they're just going to maybe be a little bit more cautious about it because they don't want to ruin the lives of people but they are going to want something done just like the rest, like everybody else would there. Nobody's wrong in that situation. It just didn't work out the way they planned for it to work out.
0: Right. And I think the, one of the stipulations of the crime bill was crack versus cocaine. Right. So they made it more, they made crack more. uh, They gave more jail time for crack than they did cocaine. So at the time, I think the thinking was, well, crack is more um, crack is more, um, you like can get addicted. Kinda, no, yeah. no, no. You can get addicted to it more. Oh, oh, oh. Right. So let's make that more punishable selling crack than it is selling cocaine, right? But they, I, they weren't sitting there breaking it down saying, Well, cocaine goes to white people and crack goes to black people. So no, they was. like
3: you think it I don't you know. Oh, the you the think more, that's what happened here? Like yeah, was the the more it? inner city drug than cocaine. Yeah. It just was. Well,
2: the, but, but, what, but see, even with that, even with that being said, because. I'm iffy about that. I'm like you, Mina. I'm iffy about that. My cousin will argue down all day. Yes, they knew because they put it in the Black communities, this, that, and the third, and then I would say, well, they put it there, but nobody told you to smoke it. But that's neither here nor <laughs> there. But you know, with that being said, I do think that, that that could be true. Like They put a certain thing in one neighborhood, and they're like, we're going to crack down on this. We're not going to crack down on that one as much. But I think though, when you look at the, the the stats and you see this crime happening, and it's happening more in this area, and this is the drug that's being used, I can kind of see why you would want to go after that drug a little bit more to protect that community if the other community starts to do all this cracking cocaine and stuff like that and they start falling out and dying hey we got to take a look at what, what these people over here and I think that's kind of what's happening right now with opioids I just mm-hmm. think don't like it because it's not a lot of black people that are like doing it it's not in, like neighborhoods with a lot of black people but at the end of the day like treating opioids as a as a disease and not a crime I think that benefits black people as well like we're not going to just act like only white people are on opioids it might be more prevalent in those communities but we have those issues too yeah.
3: yeah And but to your point what you said I think that was part of it too was crack they're both addictive but crack was a little bit more deadlier in terms of overdoses and everything where people that's what I, I was mean, trying to
0: say people
3: were doing cocaine and like Right, stocks and you know, kind of, it was it was leading to more kind of deaths and harder crime. But they're both super super addicted.
0: Well, I think the thinking was this: this drug is causing more havoc, this and different kinds of havoc, right? And and it's more addicted, so let's make it more of a crime to be caught with this than to be caught with the other thing. I mean, and obviously it dis, it it disproportionately affected people of color, yeah. specifically black people, yeah. but.
1: It, go ahead it,
0: you don't would, say, know <laughs> no I am <would> gonna say it <laughs> make sense.
1: no I the, the fact that they even did that so in order to even make crack you need cocaine Thank so you. why not make that the thing so it eliminates the crack why right. not that's so harsh that you won't even get the crack
2: because they made a bit, they might have been doing the cocaine, and they didn't want to mess up their stash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Wait, what else? Don't tell me, no, Joe wasn't doing no cocaine. I'm not saying Joe, but I mean, <laughs> don't, so
3: don't, don't talk about my guy Joe. People were doing it.
0: I, listen, I, this is the, but this is the, these conversations that people have. Yeah. But, and then how much of this was Joe Biden? He was on a bill that other people were on. Right.
3: What was his? Everybody was like, the bill to your right. point. Right. to get everybody else to agree with it. And some of them people was on cocaine. I'm sorry.
2: I'm not saying <laughs> but, now see with Joe them, though, the, the, this is weird because I take this as an issue, but I also think this is kind of a good thing. Joe was one of the guys in the forefront. Like this, got to get passed. We got to do this, 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 and this. So on one hand, it's like damn. Joe you really felt strongly about this like damn, so you gotta (laughs) take some blame for it but then on the other hand it's like damn he was that convincing he was able to make everybody like come together to do this
1: right I I, I mean because at at one point I mean when it's such like an epidemic going on they're just focused on stopping it and I don't think that they even know when it's like stopped or calmed down they just keep the dogs on so you you get, get, get something, you know, a law on crack, which is like super old, you know, now, but like, you know, they'll charge you a lot for it. When it's like, bro, this was so long ago, people aren't even on this. But I don't know.
0: <laughs> I just think it's ridiculous how people are like, oh, I just had a little crack. <laughs> I, I shouldn't breakfast, i just had a little crack you know i you know like i just i, just I would you even argue like i it was just a little crack i shouldn't go to jail you know like it shouldn't be that much deal. i just I, I like how do we tackle these problems i just it's it's like almost one of those things like it's damned if you do damned if you don't you know um And But I I brought that up to say that that's one of the things that people still hold on to when it comes to Joe. And, you know, we can go on and on about that.
3: But One last thing I want to say about the election. As Dex talked about the non-voters who, when you say your vote doesn't count, clearly it counts. So vote the next time. But I also want to talk about the 50,000 votes that went to Kanye West. Y'all really wasted your vote on that man? We needed them 50, guess what? Either party needed those 50,000 votes and especially in some of the states that they were in. And y'all mm-hmm. sat there and wrote in the man that you knew wasn't going to win and mailed that in. Mm-hmm. Like, you took your time to do that. Mm-hmm. Come on, people. On government postage. Come on, government postage. Shame on people. you. And the people who
2: did this are are at least 18 years old. Just keep that in mind. At the very least, they're 18 years old.
0: Can I add add to that? Every vote counts, guys. (laughs) I mean, even if you voted for Kanye West, which I'm like, why would you do that?
2: That vote didn't count.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) that was 50,000
3: that was taken away from both. (laughs) No, no,
0: I agree. But uh, these people who are like, my vote don't count, your vote counts. I think this election really
2: showed that unless you voted for Kanye West, that your vote was a waste
3: of time. <laughs> 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 Alan, they were in there killing the votes like, trash. But okay. well, actually they didn't, and that shows you they were really killing it because they were able to give us a tally a by state of who voted for him. 10,000 mm-hmm. in Tennessee. I was like, what is going on in
0: Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> I do Kanye that much. That's where he had his Sunday service. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I'm just glad it's over. I would, I you know, you would think Trump would have a, a a little bit of a class, and he would know when to give it up, up like, bruh, hang up your jersey, take your water bottle, get off the court.
3: <laughs>
0: but he just won't. So we'll see. He's uh, suing Pennsylvania uh, uh, again from you know he's just doing the most. So this is really embarrassing, I think, to our mm-hmm. country. Like. The i and, and those hard diehard Trump trump onisms or Trumpians, whatever they call them, like this makes them look really bad. Like, bruh, I call them trumpeter, you're fired. Bye. So, moving on, we spent a lot of time on that.
1: Dex disappeared. So, where Dex at?
0: So, Joe, um, I just admitted him again. So, Joe. Is already working. Uh, even though officially he doesn't go into, he doesn't take office to January twentieth. But so I heard that Trump is not letting anybody in the White House work with him. Like he's supposed to be getting briefs as the president elect, not getting no FBI briefs, nothing, yep. the national security briefs. Trump is being so petty. Like everything Biden is doing is under the board right now. Mm -hmm. He formed the COVID advisory board. Like, he's not getting no support from the White House at all. He's being so petty. He's like, don't work with him (laughs) or I'll fire you. (laughs) That's basically what's going on. But there's talks of a a COVID vaccine. So Pfizer is, a lot of people have been working on on the vaccine, but Pfizer specifically says they have a vaccine that they've tested for at least 30 days and they're saying it's ninety percent effective, uh, and this is the, the control group of people who volunteered to get COVID injected to them. Which I don't even understand why you would do that, but whatever, <laughs> right? Um, instead of going to OnlyFans, you went and gave you went to go get COVID. <laughs> like, okay, if you put it that way, I guess I respect that. But um, this vaccine, they're saying they're gonna. They, I mean, in order to take it to the FDA, I believe they have to have about ninety days of data to support the fact that there's no alternative um, uh, side effects. I I was reading something that said that normally side effects appear within the first two to three months of taking a vaccine. So if this thing actually happens, are you guys going to take the vaccine? No. (laughs) Don't do
1: it. (laughs) Hold on that, man. I read this article and it it was a couple things that like, Popped out to me that don't make sense. So I noticed you said something about ninety percent. What was that fact again?
0: So they're saying that it's ninety percent effective because when they're doing their trials, I guess they they okay they so, compare people who get it versus people who don't so, and who have been affected by it, who have been exposed to it.
1: I'm happy. I read the article because reading could be a little bit more effective, right? So. When I read the article, they actually said it's 90% fewer cases than what they tested. And they tested a placebo. And if anybody knows what a placebo is, that is a pill that does absolutely really nothing.
0: nothing, right.
1: So if it's 90% more effective than a pill that does absolutely nothing, what is it actually doing? Right. That's one. Two, uh, I also read the side effects. It said the, the, the side effects was... Uh, Standard for like adult vaccines, meaning you will get sick and stuff like that, you know, headaches, fevers, aching. But they also said that it's worse than the flu shot and the pneumonia shot. So it's like I know people that done that, you get super sick. So if it's worse than that, why am I taking this? Like not
3: everybody, not everybody. But to your point, that's why I don't take the flu shot anymore. I was getting a flu shot. It was something my company offered. I was getting it. And I realized, so when I was no longer with the company and I was going through different healthcare changes and they were offering it for free, I stopped getting it. And I realized I wasn't getting the flu twice a year either. But there are other people that get the flu shot and they're like, no, I need it. I never get the flu because, you know, it's all going to be based on our immune system. But I'm not taking it because I don't want to take nothing new, period. Like you ain't going to be, I'm not going to be in the number on the market test runs And the one thing is just funny, like I was just reading through people's comments and they feel like Joe Biden is pushing a vaccine. To the needle's point, yes, they're pushing this COVID plan because there's not a plan in place. But quite as it's kept, Jared Kushner is on the board at Pfizer. And one of his jobs in this presidency is to get a vaccine in place before the end of the year. So that's my other thing is like, I get the rush. I get, you know, we need to go back to arenas with people and they want to make people feel safe. But the rush to get this is like, it normally takes y'all years and years and years to come up with a vaccine. So no, nah, I'm good on on the new, we all gonna be test dummies.
1: And that's, I was just about to say that too. Like the fact that it's so soon, what's the reason they're putting this out there? Cause they're saying that they just started this as far as like this vaccine. They know it's not even finished yet. Like it's not to completion. They, they haven't passed you know, anything other than the first couple of months. So it's like, why is this information out here to tell us that you got something that's better than a placebo?
0: <laughs> well, it, it's it's really power. It's a power grab. You know, the country, they're all, everybody in the country is trying to find it, you mm-hmm. know, to get the vaccine. And, it, you know, if, if you're the country that gets the vaccine, I mean, you get the bragging rights. You know, you're <laughs> you save the world. Yeah. That's really what it's about.
2: Also, if you're the new president, uh, president elect, and you can jump in as soon as you get elected Monday morning, you jump in and be like, "Hey, look what they got!" It makes you look really good too. Yeah.
3: And, yeah.
0: and the stock market went up. I was looking at my my four hundred and one k. I was like, "Damn!" The stock market skyrocketed after they talk about a ninety percent vaccine. <laughs> yeah,
1: ev- everybody that was so against the vaccine went and actually invested in it. That's what happened.
0: <laughs> yep, a lot of
3: people invested in it.
0: You know what's crazy? I
3: was
0: I was about to buy Pfizer and I didn't. I need to trust my gut with stuff like this. You
3: might have should have bought Pfizer.
0: There's a lot. There's a lot of it's stuff I wish I would've bought. I just don't got the money. <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say that. <laughs> that I'm like expensive, You got no money, money. <laughs> look, I got my little list here. I really do this. Don't be looking at. Don't be looking at my. I really be looking. I'm like, ooh, I want to buy that. I want to buy that. I just need the money. I You're so
2: organized. It. I love it. Oh, thanks.
0: All right, I'm not getting the the vaccine. Either. I was just wondering I was just putting it out there, nope. you know. Travis Scott already said Astro World Fest is coming back in 2021. People making plans cuz they think, talking about a vaccine. Uh, I was just asking.
3: What's the other one? Uh Coachella is already been yeah, announced. They,
0: one as well. They talk about 20 Usher talk about a residency in Vegas like y'all. <laughs> we in a pandemic. Y'all I'm planning dist- it for 2021.
2: I'm going to their residency. When he puts that, I'm going. I don't care what we got going <laughs> Are you going to go get COVID? <laughs> I'm it's going to be distance, <laughs> in, the, in,
0: the, in the Caesars.
3: It's going to be distant.
0: I'm going. In, in the Caesars, there's going to be distance.
3: They don't be selling out every show anyway, so it'll be already <laughs> You
0: don't You don't think Usher at in Vegas is going to sell out? No.
3: Not every show.
2: Not, N- not, a, not a residency, No.
3: Because like Mariah did well, some of her sold out. But the second time I was there every out every night. Oh, I, went to,
2: nice. I went to that Mariah one too. It definitely didn't sell it didn't sell out the day I was there. <laughs> and if it did sell out the day I was there, people should get their money back.
3: I, I was just about to say, yeah, it'll be
0: fine. It'll oh, be- y'all got money. Y'all going to residencies? I've never been to a, a Vegas residency. Oh, I went
2: to three just one weekend. It was Anita Baker, Mariah Carey, and Anita Anita Baker, Mariah Carey, Jennifer Lopez. Oh,
0: how was, was JLo?
2: <laughs> she was the JLo had like a bunch of like a set. Like it was like a set chain. Like Mariah had sets too, but not like JLo. JLo had a train at one point. Like come out of there, like it was, it was good. Like they were all good. My favorite was Anita Baker though. Like that woman is just, and hers was the most simple. Like as far as all of them. it was so simple, but like oh but my god. But the voice, it's the voice for yeah. me
0: probably. Yeah. You don't need all that hoop line extra stuff when you really got some chops. Mm-hmm. So, I let me tell you something. I remember I saw Usher at the Wells Fargo Center in Philly, and it was damn near empty. It was, it was like halfway filled. But his show was so good.
3: Yeah.
0: Like, I was so impressed and I was like, it's a shame that it's halfway empty and he's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so musical. He's playing the piano, he's do, He's dancing. He's he's very talented.
2: That's how be is a Shanti show.
0: <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know about the singing. <laughs> she's not very, she's not singing. And I doubt she plays the piano. She's That's probably twerking and busting it open real good though, huh? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if, if no at Vegas?
1: No problem with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's talk about TI because this caused quite a stir on social media. These days, I'm just always very surprised by the things that people react to. Um, so He said, and I quote, Atlanta is a beautiful progressive city filled with black excellence. We uplift each other and win together. Stop coming here to kill each other. It's played out, sign management. So I think the timing of this, um, (laughs) I think the timing of this um, post was very bad because this is after King Vaughn had been killed and uh, some other people, uh, there was a shootout outside of a lounge in Atlanta and uh, King Bomb's from Chicago. And apparently he had a shootout with some people who are from Atlanta. So um, it was kind of after that happened. So the timing was wrong. People assumed this was about that. Um, he actually came out later and said that he would never say that about uh, a close associate and a friend. That post wasn't about him. but. Waka Flocka reacted to this. I saw 50 Cent reacted to this. Uh, Freddie Gibbs reacted to this. This is a lot of reaction. What do you guys think about this?
2: I think that T.I. was arrested with a machine gun <laughs> in 2007 in Atlanta right before he was set to perform at the BET Awards or <laughs> the BET Hip Hop Awards. He was supposed to perform there. He did not perform because he was arrested that day. I'll never forget that story. And as soon as that came up, that popped right up in my head. You <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, you really shouldn't be talking about stuff like this considering that you did it in <laughs> Atlanta.
0: There's a whole line that says, i got the same kind of
2: guns like T.I. You really didn't want to jail for these guns in Atlanta. So either you were playing with the guns, or you just wanted to take Instagram photo shoots with them, or you were going to shoot somebody.
1: Nah, the the crime was OK, because he did it in his hometown. So it doesn't matter. But he said stop coming to Atlanta to do this, because we That's that. what I mean. As long as you stay where you're
2: at and you do your mess, he don't care. Well, he also got into a fight with Floyd Mayweather where he was... was throwing <laughs> chairs and whatnot in Vegas. Vegas. He don't so, sense. I don't know why I have all this random T.I. knowledge in, in yeah. my head. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, so when he said that, I was like, wait, didn't he fight Mayweather over Tiny in Vegas? Yeah. Like, I mean, I you know, do we think that T.I. has grown up um, in the past couple of years from his previous ways? I understood.
3: Yeah. I think I understood... What he may have been trying to say, but it wasn't said the right way. He, where he has this, this this platform, you know. Obviously, people do pay attention to what he say, and I think you know when you talk about just the crime and these rappers dying, he could have said something in a way that was more unifying than like kind of divisive. And the and so I got where he was intending to go, but it just was the message was all wrong. And I do just think for somebody like him. He could have just said something that was a little bit more unifying, to your point, being a little bit more mature than a lot of these other younger rappers and things of that nature.
0: Well, yeah. what I don't understand is why it's inappropriate for other people to come to Atlanta and start issues. Shouldn't you also be addressing the people that live in Atlanta that are starting issues right. as well? And that was just
3: my point, right? Like, it could have been about a peace, <laughs> unification thing, not don't come here to do this. Like, it should be like, we shouldn't be doing this to each other. like come on like my young brother is like that's what i'm saying like i i i
1: kind of was like okay but then i was like whoa what did you say though it's it's uh to actually piggyback off what you said to shayna um as far as it him just for somebody that's like well read and can talk and articulate and do he didn't do a great job at doing that like as far as just getting his message across but I do think that whatever he was speaking on, since he said he wasn't talking about the King Von thing, there are many incidents of, at least in Atlanta in recent history, of people being from out of town and things happening. I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe it maybe he's right. Maybe it is people from different cities and they, you know, get into it there, or maybe it's the people of Atlanta also not caring about the people that's not from there. Bad things happen in Atlanta.
0: (laughs) Don't say that, they'll come for you. (laughs) You about
3: to get got. But this is what
0: I don't understand. Things happen in Miami, things happen in New York, things happen in LA. When you are when you live in a city that is kind of like A city where people congregate, especially people in the music industry. We know where the popping places are. You go to LA, you go to New York, you go to Miami, or you go to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Atlanta is fairly new, even in that conversation. Even my, you know, no, Miami's always been there. So you know, it's always been like kind of New York, um, um, LA, Miami. I think the Atlanta conversation has really come up in the past maybe 10. (laughs) 15 years you know so anytime you live in a city that's popping things are going to happen you yeah. know like I mean we're near Philly and more people lived in Philly things would happen PNB Rock moves away Meek Mill moved away you know what I'm saying like people normally move away um when they s- start getting some you know some kind of success and they move to these cities that are a little bit more popular and where where people are going where it's more the scene Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like Philly isn't popular, but the scene is definitely more so in Atlanta, Miami, L.A., and New York. So that's kind of what happens when you live in one of those cities. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, T.I. have been saying a lot. (laughs) And I guess he's trying to be like this adult, adult, mature kind of leader, but uh, uh, people are going to bring up your past you know, when you're trying to evolve, like Waka Flocka said something like, dude, that used to be you, what are you talking about? Like, how are you gonna speak down on people that, where you literally used to do the same thing and be in that same kind of crowd? Waka Flocka
2: is so stupid though. Like every time he makes a statement though, like I literally don't agree with anything that T.I. did and what he's saying, like this whole mayor of Atlanta thing that he's trying to do, like it's crazy to me. But like every time Waka Flocka speaks, I'm just like, damn, even if, even though I don't agree with T.I., I have to disagree with Walker Black because he's so stupid. <laughs> like you're literally saying that this man shouldn't be speaking up about violence happening. Although I don't completely agree with the way T.I. did it. He's speaking up about violence happening in general. And you're telling them, oh, you used to do the same thing. Sure.
0: Like, what? Well, first of all, I've had a lot of conversations with Walker. And Waka is very intelligent, like super duper intelligent. <laughs>
3: don't do <laughs> that to you- Waka. I don't know. I, know. I
0: think he was trying to say, like, if you if you were ever a street dude, you can't talk down on the streets, kind of, you know? Like that, I think that was the right I
3: don't agree. I understand (laughs) what he was saying, but I don't agree because again, you can evolve this guy is now the elder statesman and he's supposed to help the younger generation because you've learned from those mistakes. Again, he ain't do it in a in a in a good way here, but you that is what you're supposed to do because you walk that walk and you're supposed to try to help them not meet the fate of some of these other guys. Like luckily T I didn't meet that fate. I mean he did do jail term. Um, like, yeah, with all them guns like he was going to war it was a lot but you know you're supposed to help. just how we talk about women's empowerment you help raise those women up I think more black men should be helping because they know the, the path that you could go down and help you avoid it it shouldn't be like oh well you was gangbanging you can't be telling people stop gangbanging <laughs> like what that's that's the equivalent of saying like
2: well you know you used to be a hooker so you can never tell nobody not to be no hooker because you was one it's like you used to smoke dope you used to smoke crack and do all these drugs don't tell nobody not to do that because you did it no people learn from them mina you said he was smart
0: (laughs) i'm saying as a person i'm not in this particular situation i respect your opinion you know but people that are from the street probably feel a certain a different way whatever but i'm just saying as a person not in this particular but as a person. He's actually very intelligent. So, um, <laughs> he's
2: also a Trump supporter, too.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. He is. He anyways, is. moving <laughs> on. Can, I forgot to mention this, but can we talk about the fact that we have the first woman vice president? Davis yes. Kamala Harris. Can I add, I literally had a conversation with a Trump supporter. Right. Catch it. And, um, I, I mentioned that she's the first, you know, uh, she's the first of everything. Even when right. I even want to with her. I said, you're the first, this in the Senate, you're the first, this district attorney. You're the first black woman district attorney, the first South Asian in the Senate. And then, uh, this Trump supporter I was talking to was like, she's Jamaican. And I was like, she's black, she's Jamaican. Like, why do you want to strip? That mm-hmm. from her like oh she's not black
3: <laughs> she's right
0: but like we're losing making people are black what are you talking i was like oh
2: yeah like i think I, I i realized that that is a form of racism when i yes. was in fifth grade when i said my favorite wrestler is the rock and this Guy who was Caucasian, he said, well, The Rock's not black, he's Hawaiian. And I just remember being like,
3: we can't have nothing. you don't want us to <laughs> have nothing. They realized that Hawaii was
2: in the 50s I just, at the point, I'm just like, well, look at this man's skin tone. Like, he's black. His father
3: is from Philly, he
0: black. I don't, I, I, it boggles my mind how it really bothers people to say that there is a black woman that is the first the, the first woman that is a VP. That doesn't bother me. I want to see more women be VP. And not racist. OK, whether you're Black, whether you're Asian. Like, if it bothers you that the first woman VP is a Black woman so much that you don't even want to call her Black? You want to say she's Jamaican? Oh, she's not South Asian. She's
3: Indian. What? <laughs> South Asian. What and I was going to say, to so your point, it bothers them that she's a woman. Like, so let's not even go there. They hate that. You they know what?
0: That. I said, I when I was on air on Monday, that was literally my thing. Like, how blessed are we? Uh, both of my, my, you know, my shows, how blessed are we to see in our lifetime the first Black president and the first woman VP? Mm-hmm. Like, how amazing is that, right? And then someone literally said on my Twitter, you know, I listened to so-and-so to Escape Politics. And Mina ruined it with her personal <laughs> political opinion. And then I said today, let me tell you something. There is a woman in the White House, and she is not someone's wife. Okay. Yeah. This is not That's something Secretary. you ignore. All right. So if it bothers you that I'm talking about the first woman vice president, by Felicia, by Roger, by everybody. <laughs> like, I, I th- there's no way you ignore that. I don't care what political party you are. This is a historic moment. You don't ignore that. Just real
2: quick with it. Don't ignore it. Definitely celebrate it. But also, can you stop lying? I know y'all kids are not watching TV and making these statements about how they think that that could be them and so forth and so on. Like, that's that's a- the Kids are not doing that. The kids are not. They're not doing that. The kids are not watching Joe and Kamala saying like. That could be me one day. Not one child has
3: ever done that. I know that the the kids are not. I wanted to be, I have a paper downstairs where it says I'm gonna be the first black president of the United States. So I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure sure we we've all done that.
2: But I'm saying these kids are not, I've seen these statements on social media where these people will take a picture of their child looking at the TV and say she couldn't stop crying because this woman looks like her. That didn't happen. You're (laughs) lying. My
3: niece was so excited. She wasn't crying. Now I I I understand that you're saying.
2: The Your niece was excited because people excited.
3: are pushing because because we create our own worlds in social media, right? So I, I get that, but there are people that are excited. But again, I wasn't like filming her excitement, so to speak, because I was excited. But I Your, understand you're saying was changing the narrative.
2: Your niece was mimicking your excitement. I saw somebody else post that like, she's like, I told my, my daughters that Joe Biden won the presidency and they started to cry. And somebody commented on, and they started to cry and said, he's gonna ruin the country. And somebody commented on it and they said, yes, that's because that's what you've told them.
3: Right, no, I understand that. <laughs> like, Stop it.
2: These kids are not talking to y'all about this stuff.
0: But so you don't think it's important to see representation in all the highest uh, uh, leadership Absolutely. powers that we have? I mean, Absolutely. that in itself is valuable.
2: Super valuable. Like I, like the first when I watched, I still know what you did last summer, and I saw Brandy and Makai Pfeiffer in there, and Brandy lived. Like, oh my god, representation that goes through the movie. Hello. But I guarantee you, if I sit down with my niece or my nephew, they're not gonna look at that movie and say. Yo, Brandy lived through that movie. I can do a horror movie one day and live through it. And if they were to do that, which I don't think they would, I wouldn't tweet and post about it. And then it's happening a little too much. So you mean to tell me 30 different kids did this? Like the whole classroom jumped up and said the same thing? I don't believe it.
0: But Dexter, so let me ju- but age. let me but let me say this. When you see things happening, you start subconsciously believing that they can happen. I'll give you an example. Wait, Dexter, <laughs> before Barack Obama was the president, Mm-hmm. I campaigned in Reading, Pennsylvania, in the hood. I don't know if you ever been to Reading, but I was literally rolling up to crack houses trying to tell people to vote for Barack Obama. Yes, I mean, it would. No, nobody knew who he was. This was 2008. You know how many older Black people I spoke to that said, "There's no way he could win." Why? Now, that he, right there. Never seen it.
2: But that right I there, I it
0: can happen.
2: But that right there is my point exactly. Barack Obama becoming president is. Not really that much of a shocker to people in our age group because he was only third or fourth president that we saw that we witnessed. We witnessed Bill Clinton, um, George George Bush, and then we then Barack Obama. This is who we witnessed, so it's not really to me. It's not really that much of a shocker or like. No, so it wasn't a shocker today. to me.
3: Look at, look at how many states you just said were red.
2: Now I, I, get, I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying like with, with those older people and they're like, there's no way they're ever going. Cause my grandma said it. There's no way they're ever going to vote for a black man. This, that, and the third. And I'm like, yes, there is like, we're going to do it. We're going to vote for him. I just find it very hard to believe that these children who are five and six years old, who have, Never really seen a president in their life besides like Donald Trump. They've never seen this stuff, and they're like so shocked that this happened. Like, what's shocking about it when this you've never seen anything different? Like, that's is- Tamina's
3: me. point. You're 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 telling her point. <laughs> like, not- it was believable to you because you've that's seen crazy. other b- things that can be achieved in your lifetime. Where well, your grandmother, that's not the images that she saw. The images right. that she saw were but- separation. So when when these kids. I do agree that people are exaggerating the point with the children. But over time, when they see these images, it's not when they get to high school, because nobody knows what they really want to do, it's not a a far off thought. It is more normal to them that something can happen.
2: Right, but it's not abnormal to you if you never, like it's the- uh, uh, (laughs) Go ahead, because my time is almost up. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> but it's, just, it's just like a woman being in office to a six year old to me, just doesn't seem like it it should be that shocking to us, absolutely, because we've seen what happened to Hillary. We've seen the Sarah Palin stuff, too. Like to us, that is a little shocking. But a six year old, I just don't think that they, five and six years old, I don't think that they will be looking at that, like, oh my God, that's so shocking this then and the third. I think, For me, like, and like Shana, you just said it, when you were younger, you said, I would be the president, I could be the president because this stuff isn't abnormal to us. Like to sit there and say that a six year old is bawling her eyes out because she sees Kamala Harris and she thinks that that (laughs) could be her. I just find that very hard to believe that they would even be in a situation to be shocked by that.
0: But that's, I think you're thinking into it so much. It's really just uh, just a subliminal, like the more people that you see that look like you in in an arena normalizes, the people that that are like you being in that arena. I'll give you an example. I have a political science major. Do you know why I didn't pursue that, that? I had dual major, television, radio, film, and then political science. I didn't pursue that major because I remember my very first class, my political science class, sitting in class, and we're debating about the importance of medicare versus medicaid and i'm literally in the class with all these privileged white kids who have no idea the difference between these two nor have they probably know someone who has benefited from this and it's like they don't get it and i'm over here arguing with them because i have a different background and a different perspective no one in my class has my back no one looks like me no, no one has lived what I've lived. So it's like when you are, when you're seeing people that are not like you and it it, may, it makes it harder for you to believe that you can actually make a difference or that you can actually be be different or be a leader or, and it's like, that's why it's so important to see at least one. So it's, it's, a, sub, it's a subliminal advancement that's happening right now, Dexter. It's not a subliminal, it's a subconscious in, in advancement. Yeah.
1: Deg mm-hmm. still don't believe it. I just don't believe <laughs> it. No, a- I think
3: what you, you say about Instagram, which is why I said with you in the beginning, I understand people exaggerate things for social media, but we know they do that with anything, so kids is no different.
0: <sighs> I almost, like, it's like when Black Panther came out. And what Dexter? And all the kids were seeing the very first black superhero. Oh, I
2: and thought you made, meant he, I thought you meant when Chadwick Boseman died. They did no. it again. Oh my god! They were standing there like they hit the kids like this. But they you
3: said,
0: don't think that's influential?
3: Yeah, that's different because you you know watching wrestling. So if something happened if you're watching it over and over again, and some of these kids were watching it over and over again, when that happened, that that did affect them because they they that movie would meant something to them. Just like if something would have happened to the rock when you was in the fifth grade, that would have affected you
2: but the, oh, rock, the the rock is the rock you know what i mean the rock is that man that i see on wrestling if the if the rock passed away my parents would be like the rock passed away but chris farley passed away when i was young and my parents didn't say the guy from the ninja movie just died they said chris farley passed away and that was it they said Chad, they they told these kids black panther passed away and then they had these kids sit there on the floor and pose like this in a halloween costume and take a picture <laughs> with all these other superheroes around these kids didn't do this stuff on their own like the parents are making them do that and they're putting this stuff out there for social media and I hate it
0: well I do you know. agree okay <laughs> I guess I guess the rock didn't influence you to try to be a black saying,
3: so you definitely wouldn't have all been right. Rock because <laughs> my phone was yep. ringing like we were married that's, that's you to like, check me. on me
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right real quickly let's talk mm-hmm. about this um uh, we weren't on for two weeks so th- th- we got a lot of to talk about so this kind of goes along the sweetie conversation. Um, and I think she kind of started this out in the in the social universe about men and what their responsibility is and about paying rent. You know, sweetie said something to the effect of, hey, if he's not paying your bills, if he's not buying you Birkin bags, he ain't it. You kick him to the side. So I think ever since then, there's been this conversation of what is the man's role? Should they be paying half rent, you know, half the rent? Should couples be splitting rent uh, in today's age? So what do you guys think about that? That's our topic for today.
2: I think it's based on the budget. I really do. I think it's based on like the guy that you're with, like, you know what his funds look like. And if you know like you want to live in a certain, if you tell this guy, like, I want you to pay all the bills. I don't want to pay bills. You have to be okay with him putting you in a home that he can afford. And even if that's his <laughs> mom's house, if that's his mom's house that you guys have to stay in for a little bit, you have to be okay with that. And if you're not okay with that, then that's not the guy for you. And if you're saying this guy has to buy you bags and purses and stuff like that, I don't think you can really choose which one you want you know what I mean like he's got to do what's in his budget I think it's cool to say like I want to provide for my woman so forth and so on or women they'll be like well my dad my mom never worked a day in her life my dad this then did this then the third I think budgets change I think women are out here having degrees and stuff like that I personally respect women too much to say like they shouldn't be working and stuff because I think it's to me college wouldn't have been as fun with just a bunch of boys running around I think women make college fun (laughs)
1: and
2: if women don't Want to use their money or their skills to work or help pay bills or whatever? Then maybe you shouldn't be going to college. You know what I mean? Maybe just stay home. Like I feel
0: like when I hear statements like this, it's like I'm stuck in the 1920s. Like what? The, like. like when did paying for your bills become like a bad thing? And when when do we go back 30, 40, 50 years to re- requiring a man to? St- to sustain us cuz mm-hmm. you know when someone gives you something they going to respect something in return so if, On if you,
2: birthday <laughs> so
3: <laughs>
0: if you, if you requiring it. if you requiring bags and uh rent to be paid he's going to be requiring some things as well like i just i don't understand that what's wrong with just paying half i i i can't wrap my head around why this is the conversation right
2: now. Just, just real quick, I will say this one thing that a lot of men will say this same thing. Like a lot of older guys will say, I do think a man should be providing for his wife. Like she shouldn't be, her money is her money and I provide for the family. And I know men in my family who personally say that. And I can tell you right now, and this is something that women don't know. So I'm putting you women up on game here. Those same men who are in my family who say that also will tell me that I should not just be, or not not just have one woman.
0: Oh. Well, I mean, talk that talk, Dex,
1: because I heard the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly think, I mean, I mean, it's just one plus one equals two. I think it's just the smartest decision if, like what Dex said, you know, if you're even if he does have it, like if you can help out and participate, it allows both of you guys to save. You know it's I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I I honestly just think it's the it's the easiest, it's the smartest thing to do is to try to break things down. Maybe maybe it don't even have to be equally, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it's just putting putting something forward because I think I think that uh like what do what do women do with the money that they're saving? I mean well, <laughs> With the money that, like, they're not paying for anything, but yet they're still making, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100K. So, like, what are you doing with that extra money? Like, where is it going? You're just out here living for free. That's cool, but you can't, don't judge a man for not wanting to sign up for that because, like, Dex said, the turnaround, well, they the, 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 you know, the guys that are giving us the game growing up, they hate this damn relationship. Nine times out of 10, they not happy. You're the only one that's happy in this.
3: Or you think you're happy. Yeah, I would just say that, like, again, I think it's based on budgets. I, I just know for myself, I've not been in that situation yet. But I do think, yeah, it's like if my mate or my husband is able to pay the mortgage and says, babe, I got this there's obviously still things that I am going to do, whether it's groceries, whether it's cable, which is like a mortgage bill. You know, there's other things that are still going to happen, but I do think that those are conversations that we have, you know, just to break down because I don't want to be like, I, it, and it, it's not really like a trying to be independent thing. I just don't want to be dependent on nobody for all of my resources because I've only done, I've only worked. Now, I don't mind falling back a little bit on my work yet. If you want to take some of this load off, but at the same time, I'm not trying to like just not do anything.
2: Yeah.
3: Unless you just force me to, I mean, then, but I would still probably do something and I would still probably look for ways that I'm contributing to our household.
1: And my thing is, is this too, I guess, you know, for the people that may look at it from the other point of view, like, let's say there's a guy out there, right. And he didn't do anything. You know like he didn't provide he didn't want to pay half of the bills he just lived with this woman and a woman paid all of the bills. I do not think he's gonna get looked at you know very highly by society as far as standards. you know what I'm saying so why should it be okay on the other side when women are doing you know just as well if not better if both of you guys are making a 100k that means y'all have 200k. Right. Not just one hundred K and then you blowing your money on Miami trips.
3: Right. Uh, and what? I was just gonna say to your point, if the rules flip, like I wanna be able to, you know, say Bay says, Hey, Shane, I'm taking care of the mortgage, and God forbid something happens. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I've saved for us or I'm making enough that I want to be able to take care of you. Now to, to Garnett's point, I don't want a freeloader, but I also want to be that mate that if something happens. And I'm able to to provide for us. And I know that normally we'd go half or you do it or whatever. I want to be able to do that too. Yeah.
0: Well, that was going to be what I say. I think that that kind of thinking doesn't really think of your relationship as a partnership. It's more because it's putting a lot more pressure on one partner for the financial and what I've learned is when you uh, allow someone to control different parts of your thing via it be financial it it really creates an like an unequalness in your relationship and it manifests in other ways you know um, if he's paying for all the bills maybe he's like okay well you need to do all the cooking all the cleaning all the laundry I mean at the end of the day it is a partnership So if he's going to be doing the whole financial thing, he's going to want something from you. (laughs) So it's like, for me, I just feel like really going half is the bare minimum for for me. It should be really for any relationship. And if somebody wants to step up and say, hey, I'm going to pay more because they want to, you know, maybe they're a little bit more traditional in their gender roles or whatever. I'm okay with that. But for you to come into a situation and say, this is my requirement and you got to pay half my bills and you got to do this and you got to, well, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that if you come into a situation requiring that, I mean, I don't know if that relationship is going to last, you know, if, and, and again, I'm not saying men who pay all the bills, that relationship doesn't last. I, if that's what he wants to do or her, then you allow that to happen. But I think when you put that pressure on someone, I think it creates a problem within the relationship and it could it could create inequalities, you know? Um, in general, it should be a partnership, you know? Okay, Shayna, to your point, if you paying all the bills, I'ma save for a rainy day. And let me tell y'all something, ladies, you can't require, and men, you can't require something from someone that you're not willing to give yourself. Okay, Mm. so if you want him to pay all the bills, okay, you need to hold it down so if something happens and one day he can't, you can pay all the bills, right? Because that's what a partnership is about. It's not about, oh, you handle all this, you do all this. It's about, I, you do this, you do this, you tackle that, you handle this. So I just think that I try to be respectful of how everybody feels about the relationship. But I I feel like women need to be a little bit more progressive in understanding that it's not just, oh, you pay all the bills. It's supposed to be a partnership. And if you are coming into that relationship saying you're going to pay all the bills, just expect that there to be some inequality someplace else in your relationship, because the dude will pop up and be like, okay, well, I'm paying all the bills. What you doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, a, a, a dude, if he's paying all the bills, he expects everything to be right, everything to be on time. Like, he wants you to jump. If, if he wants you to jump on one foot, jump on one foot. Yeah, like, this,
0: that's listen, this ha- ain't no coming to America, Prince Hakeem. Right,
1: and and, and and that's very unfair to his partner, but that's the situation that you guys are in now because you don't want to work together, you know, as a team and put your money together. And I really feel like work as far as like splitting the bills is also unselfish when it comes to, you know, different aspirations, because you have the extra money. You may have the extra time, you know, instead of just one person putting all the money into the bills to keep a roof over top of both of our heads. Now, you know, I'm able to start a podcast or start another business and not just have to work. You know, you're able to diversify a little bit more.
0: So, uh, before we wrap up, I want to actually so Dexter actually sent a post about this and the picture that he sent was the, the post said um, y'all splitting rent with grown men, the same grown men God created to provide right So so can we talk about that because uh, last time I checked uh, Adam gave Eve half his rib, if we gonna talk about why men were put on earth. So that is symbolic for we sharing these ribs. (laughs) You got half my rib, I got the other half. So I don't know when these old, why these old school kind of thinking, uh, kind of are spilling into 2020.
3: And I was going to say, when they look back at biblical days and the things that the women did for the high school, it wasn't no just go vacuum no floors. Like, they was out there slaughtering meat, bringing it in, cleaning it, cooking Like, y'all not even ready to do that type stuff. So please, just stop it.
0: Right. That's exactly it. I mean, you want to talk about it was the man. It was the man. You know, man was put here to provide. Well, back in those days, what were women doing? They was raising kids. They was cooking, cleaning. Can you cook? can you clean,
3: can you sew
0: (laughs) like you over here talking about you supposed to provide well what you supposed to do if you if you want to go into these gender roles we could go there which which is why I don't like to go into these gender roles because I'm not I can cook and clean but that's not all I can do boo boo so I'm not gonna put that on oh your responsibility is to provide (laughs) because I don't want somebody to tell me well your responsibility is to cook and clean here's a swifter (laughs) go get (laughs) go get my dinner ready like what so be careful when you put these little old school rolls on people because they turn it around and put it on you Mm -hmm. and you're not gonna like it okay and a lot of y'all can't cook
1: that's a fact (laughs) big fact
0: listen I see when we was all quarantined and y'all was cooking a lot of y'all can't cook putting up shit that look all dry girl you need to put olive oil on that
3: and like you said, I can cook, but every once in a while, I don't want to have to cook. Let's <laughs> share in these
0: possibilities. Right. right. Well, that wraps things up. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We missed two weeks, so this is a, a lengthy one, the 100th hundredth, uh, hundredth and 52nd episode of the Meanest House Podcast. i mean to say what? I'm Shayna B.
1: Garnett Briscoe, a.k.a. Sherlock Homeboy.
0: And we lost Dexter, but we still love you, boo. Bye. Talk All to right. you next week.